Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My favourite weird owl song is White and Nerdy. It's episode number 230. <laughs> Dear, it was, uh. It's me, Chris, joined this week by Dave. Hello. Hiya. How, how are you? I'm very, uh, very well. I'm well in myself. Um, but the exciting news for this pod is that Roughly halfway through listening to this, you will find out whether I have the Rona or not. So that'll be fun for, fun for everyone. It's, I mean, it gives it a kind of a 24 feel, you know, where the clock is counting down and it's very tense. We could do with, like, that sound effect being added in afterwards, just... But it then may remind us too much of the signing of Moritz Bauer, so perhaps not. <laughs> also here to chat to me and Dave, back from his illness, potentially, but maybe also still being ill is tony how are you <laughs> yeah if i disappear you'll know where i am yes um i don't think i need to tell everybody else <laughs> uh not bad not bad struggling on um lovely to see you both anyway um also moritz bauer as i think still a stoke player so let's continue to be nice about him yes true fair one, enough one of them anyway well Gentlemen, we are we are gathered here today, uh, <laughs> a year on from uh, the last time Stoke City fans were allowed in the ground, to discuss uh, an all right win. Let's call it an all right win over Wickham Wanderers. It was Stoke City two, Wickham Wanderers nil. The BBC called it wasteful Stoke but that we got the job done. Here's some three-word reviews from you, the listener. Clark is golden. Flat-track bullies. Leave Brown alone. Could have had five. Should have scored more. Defender goals priceless. Brown is appalling. See, I like the contrast in the Brown things there. Uh, uh, Sorry. Future Captain Harry. Plastic Aussie goal. Actually enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed it as well, Tony. It's it's so rare that we get a game that we enjoy these days that it's it's nice when it when it comes along. Of course, the game wasn't without its like little nitpicky things that we probably could pick apart. But on the whole, happy with that. Yeah, it was it was a good win, which we desperately needed because we've been pretty rotten for a while. Sort of excluding midweek, which was a just an awkward game, really, and. Stuff happened in that which we might mention, um, but Wickham are Wickham aren't very good, and they made our players, some of them who have been under a lot of pressure, look good. Um, but also, they had chances, and they've beaten Reading, and I think Huddersfield, and maybe somebody else last month. Like they're not very good, but they can still beat you if you if you don't do most things right. So, yeah, it was good. I quite mm. I I enjoy watching Gareth Ainsworth as well. He just seems to be enjoying life. Um, <laughs> I've got the same hair as him now. Yeah, so I'm gonna yes. When we, when we pre-pod when we were discussing <laughs> what your hair, current hairstyle looks like, yeah, that was a name that didn't come to mind, but definitely a year is that of lockdown. Why you did the is weird sh- Al intro? Oh, I I, I mean Ooh. I I didn't, but maybe I'm, subconsciously, Dave. I'm getting maybe. a bit of weird Al from it. From from the back, he could pass for it. Weird Al. Could maybe maybe. You're right though. You are you are completely right, Tony. In that, um, Wickham, 
Yeah, they've 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 had a few positive results in recent times, and I'll be honest, in the build up to the game, I a hundred percent expected us to come away with a draw with it because I'm really really negative and a moany person. <laughs> but Dave, you were nodding and tilting your head a little bit during Tony's bit there. I there there were still. It, it wasn't like, oh my god, yes, swashbuckling Stoke, was it? It was still just a bit of a frustrating game in places. Yeah, a little bit, but I think the the key difference with the frustrations in this game as opposed to previous games is that um, the, the, the frustrations this time were we got into good areas but then kind of fucked it up a bit, whereas in previous <laughs> games it's been, we've not been get, getting into the good areas. So there was at least a kind of element of progress with... Again, admittedly, a very, very poor Wickham side. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I thought that was the best we've played in a while, and probably even including the Luton win as well. Um, and yes, I know Wickham are shit, and we have to take that <laughs> as red. But I thought build-up play was very good once again. Fletcher and Cam- uh, Fletcher and Cam- oh, sorry, Fletcher and Powell. <laughs> Fletcher and Powell linking up really well, and Clark um, just kind of you know stamping his name on the team sheet for me. I don't think you can drop him based on that performance at all. Uh, he he impressed. Um, uh, now the uh, division among Jacob Brown it kind of <laughs> breaks my heart a little bit because it's one of those where you've I feel like a fence-sitting centrist bastard, but I I, I, I see both sides. <laughs> I, I see the endeavour, the work rate, the fact he seems like a lovely lad, and he's from Barnsley, you know, and he's he's <laughs> he's going to work hard, but um, but also the fact that he's got the touch of a hippo on a trampoline. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those frustrating things where I just thought, God, if Campbell had been on the right yes. today instead of Brown, we would have won. Roughly thirty six nil, and I think that's over. Count the point to that. If Tom Ince had been on my right, we would have lost one nil. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That that is the that is what you will say in defence of Brown. Even if you don't think he's very good, you would say he's at least better than Tom Ince, Um, (laughs) because he's got that thing where he looks like he gives a shit. so yeah, that that those were the frustrations really. Not sticking the ball in the net from Powell Header, Joe Allen doing a little dance when the ball came to him, um, and various other sort of efforts that we kind of fucked up. But hey, if now R and D and and big suits have opened their account, I'm expecting them to be like Shawcross and Court in that promotion season and just score 10 goals each <laughs> and we're going to go up lads we're going up so you, that that's just the start we HMS piss the league is back on come on get them get them now it was um was it sorry Dennis Smith on commentary on the yes, thing yesterday it was yeah who who after the Harry Suter goal did say well, you would be expecting a lad like him to be getting between five and ten goals a season. And I did just think, that's very optimistic. That's very optimistic of you. Our strikers I... don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, yeah, you, you, you mentioned yeah. it there. Our defenders, uh, Norrington Davis and Suter, Harry Suter, the big fake Aussie in the three-word reviews, uh, managed to managed to do what our midfielders and strikers could not do. Um 
Uh, let's talk about... We'll talk about the Harry Suter goal first, because the Norrington Davis one, even though it came first, there's a lot to talk about. Um, how many, Does anyone know how many goals we've scored from corners this season? Because it can't be many. I mean, it's felt like Nick Powell's been our biggest aerial threat this season, so I would yeah. also say not that many. Um, I thought l- start the season in. we were doing quite well, weren't we? I'm sure. I'm mm. sure there was a stat rolled out fairly early on this season that we had the best record from corners, and then we, after that happened, we immediately stopped scoring from them. <laughs> it's that's very typical, but it was a good a good corner. Harry Suter, by virtue of being the tallest man alive managed to to get get on the end of it um big head big head big head <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's something that we would hope to see hope to see more as for the norrington how does goal. sorry sorry chris um <laughs> how on. does a man who is either scottish or aussie how does a man who can claim you know nationality of two such contemptible nations you know, transform into such a lovely, lovely man. I'm just—I was buzzing for him yesterday. I, genuine point. I was really, really just chuffed for him because he's—he's yeah. deserved it. And he had, from myself included, come in for a little bit of criticism in recent games because I thought there was a couple of times in uh, the Brentford and Barnsley games where he looked off, and I was like, "Oh, are we going to get on Harry Suter's back? His magnificent back now?" But. Um, <laughs> God, imagine the view from his back. Um, <laughs> he needed a ladder. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was just really bloody chuffed because he's had a smashing season, and yeah, it's just nice for him to score with his big old dome piece. First goal, first, <laughs> first, first goal for the club as well for him. Which um, I don't know why that surprised me. I think I must have assumed he must have scored one. Before, but no. Uh, so, so that's that's great. Uh, same for uh, Norrington Davis. His first goal, his um, slaloming run. It, well, that was it. Was nice. It was nice to see. Nice to see determination from him to get in the box. Nice to see a bit of incisive passing from us for once, because it, it's so so often lacking from us. Um, and it was a a cool little little finish. Wickham keeper probably could do better i don't know i'm not a goalkeeper or have family who are goalkeepers so i can't speak on the matter but i do think that it was a nice little finish and it was a good yeah it's nice to see him score yeah agree yes lovely finish um very strikery sort of a a young michael owen look about it because it just (laughs) he sort of ran and ran and then the ball was there and the goalkeeper was there and then the ball was in the net and you didn't really see what happened in between just happened went in good like that i mean not necessarily my favorite front running left back but he's he's fine (laughs) oh man the but yeah (laughs) the game itself um it though it certainly feels like it's one of those games where had Wickham been a better team, it wouldn't have been quite so comfortable for us, definitely. And I am glad to see that in terms of a fan reaction, no one is no one's really got carried away and like, yeah, guy, this is what we needed. Like people have accepted that it was a win against what is a very, very poor team and that we still need to improve. Namely in midfield, the duo of Joe Allen and John Obi Mikel rearing their head again 
and I just wish it would stop. The rumours midweek from Pete Smith and the Sentinel saying that John Obi Mikel is going to be given a contract extension just oh, it makes me it makes me chuckle. It really, it really, really does. Um, you would hope this lineup of players minus that midfield combination, but at least Clark, Powell, I say Brown and Fletcher will will play for the future. Don't well at least till the end of the season. Would you hope? Yeah, that's certainly my hope is that it's definitely those three, um, Clark, Powell and Fletcher will start from now on. And I mean, to be honest, like having kind of defended Bound earlier, you know, you can you can try out other options on that right hand side. Admittedly, it's hard to think of any off the top of my head right now. Oakley Booth came on and played there, didn't he? So I don't yeah, know, maybe really... try that, maybe try that and, and see what happens. But yeah, um, I think we're pretty settled in terms of forward players. Um, again, that right hand side could be an option for um, to try, you know, try another youth player. Um, mm. One Matondo. of Mato- Oh, yeah, good point. Ma- Ma- actually, yeah, we haven't seen Matondo in a while, and I know he had a little bit of criticism for some of his early appearances, but it's worth a worth a punt. It's certainly certainly just so much more. Exciting to watch when we are playing this four-two-three-one system with actual proper wingers and Nick Powell in ten and actual striker up front. I mean, it's it's hardly rocket science, but it does. Mm-hmm. It has felt a bit like, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm a teacher, so it's like trying to get a kid to understand something that everyone else in the class has understood, kind of thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so just uh, that's all. That's all I'm really asked about this final stretch of the season. We're not going up. We're not going down. So let's just have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are right. We are. Uh, let me look quickly. We're nine points Ted. off the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. In tenth place, nine points off sixth. Uh, we are. Uh, what are we on? Forty-eight. Okay, sixteen points off. Uh, relegation. We are, we are we are fine. We are finishing mid table, and that is what all of us kind of expected and wanted. We wanted to see progress, and it's there is no doubt that this season, despite its um rubbish feeling in the middle and a bit of a, it's been a flat season, a very flat season. But there is no doubt that this, in terms of of a performance, we are much better than we were. Goddamn, like last season we have we've certainly picked up and, and improved somewhat we're still able to make a big blunder here and there but the the green shoots the green shoots of recovery are there <laughs> you would hope anyway um it's a I, I, don't, I don't actually know what what our next what our next game is does anyone off the top of their head know it middlesbrough oh. away oh, collins middlesbrough hell. Which I, I mean, they are just above us. They are two points above us. Um, He's leaving those away dressing rooms in a right state as well. Make <laughs> <laughs> a point. I just, these are really difficult game. That like, I just don't see us getting anything. I, if anything, it's a draw, isn't it? We're not. Mm. We aren't. We're, we're just not at a point where we are. We are free scoring, and you do. As you said there, Dave, in that Wickham game, if Campbell had been on that right-hand side, you do just think, this season, what, I wonder where we'd be if, 
if he'd have been injury free, um, whether whether he would have kept up the the early season form. But even if he hadn't, you, you wouldn't have expected him to. He's he's still a player who's better than Jacob Brown. Bless Jacob Brown. And I don't think when they brought Jacob Brown in, they've expected him to play as much <laughs> as much football as he uh, as he as he has. So it is. I look at the table now and I do think you know with a with a few decent additions to this squad, improving it, we could we could do something better next season. But I'm not I'm not worried or anything. That's that's for sure. I'm certainly not in a position where I think oh we're we're in, we're in a downward spiral. Certainly, certainly not. No, I tell you what was fun yesterday, mm-hmm. which I just remembered about was um, Fletcher's header. The one where he slightly misjudged for bounce and then oh. jumped and then did a proper Billy the Fish swing in his head at it and it went sort of sideways and backwards and then he fell on the floor. It was it was fun. I enjoyed that just because it was funny. <laughs> Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was it was nice. Slapstick. <laughs> I think this is the thing. Into like it's funny that after a nice win, I just don't feel that like yeah come on i just maybe it's this season it's this season and it's just nothingness um be nice to get back in the grounds one day a whole year a whole year since going to mm. going but to game it's that's so... why it feels like this really doesn't it, it that's why mm. it's it's felt so kind of meh um i think if we'd have gone to watch a albeit tame um one-sided victory over Wickham Wanderers, we'd have, we'd have been much more kind of enthusiastic about it if purely based on the fact we'd experienced those goals, you know, live and in the ground yeah. and stuff. And um, and you know, it's not to kind of uh, put down anyone who's like who has to follow Stoke from home usually anyway, live abroad or something like that. But um, I, I dare say even they'd agree that without seeing those fans in the stadium it's just not felt quite right but it, it, it in the same sort of vein i haven't really felt the losses as keenly as perhaps i would yes and yeah part part of that is like the fact i think michael o'neill was doing a good job overall and i quite like him and some of his players but also uh it was only midweek that i really got angry at Stoke I, like even when we've been even, well not at Stoke at, at the at the match but I've like I've never really been like furious or really upset with Stoke this season and you know it's we've been 10th pretty much all season so of course I'm not going to be that much but yeah it was only midweek where I was just absolutely fucking fuming because that was just fucking sh- ah, bollocks well, We've we've had our fair share of interesting refereeing decisions, and it was the one thing my Sheffield Wednesday supporting friends said when we did come down is, oh, if you think you've had the hard time with some decisions in the Premier League, you wait till you meet uh, football league referees. They are a different kettle of fish. Um, there was a guy on Twitter from the referees forum who was <laughs> was banging on all week about how Stoke fans were wrong. And that the referee got the penalty decision absolutely correct. He's um, shut in shit. <laughs> just, just because just because he's put the referees forum in his fucking Twitter name doesn't mean he's got a clue about bloody anything. <laughs> any any literal sane breathing human, even 
some Swansea City fans know Neil that it Warnock. wasn't a fucking pen. So just because you are giving, oh, I bet he's got some wanky bio, like uh, giving you un, unbiased, un, unbiased analysis of uh, refereeing at all four levels. And he's just chatting shit. He's just been contrarian to get some retweets. I mean, I've, 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 I've played it. that game. Don't don't get me wrong. I've played that game. But yeah, let's let's not take him seriously as a as a no. Well, he will be a man because that's the kind of thing men do. Um, yeah, just as a man, let's not take him seriously. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, he, it was again. It's Twitter. Twitter is a curse. So <laughs> just people arguing on that. But it definitely wasn't a penalty. I, I just like even even taking off my most biased of Stoke City glasses. Like it just is like it's quite clearly a dive, and and that's not fine. But like at least some Swansea fans are admitting it. Oh, 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 hello. What's that? What's right? Dave, do, you, do you need a good luck message from Harry Souter? Yes, please. <laughs> Hi, Harry Souter here. Just want to wish Dave good luck on his COVID test right now. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. I've, I haven't watched Neighbours in a while, but um, <laughs> the Australian accent is not how I remembered it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm checking my result. It's one line. He's safe. He does not have the Rona. Oh, he's got to go to work, though. But I have to go to work. Oh, yeah, shit. Forgot about that. Can I draw one on? (laughs) I was just trying to remember whether what that what the line means on a pregnancy test, because they look very similar. But I would assume it means nothing. Depends what kind of test it is, doesn't it? Because most of them, you get one line down here saying that the test bits worked and then the yeah. other line means something else but sometimes it's a cross and sometimes you paid an extra five quid for a little <laughs> LCD display which then reads that line on a bit of paper underneath which is very clever. I am slightly disappointed. I mean men are denied this pleasure of getting to wee on a, wee on a stick and find out a result. <laughs> I, I, the, the uptake on Rona test would be so much more if we got to have a little wee on it. You can you can wee on a stick any time you want, Dave, and then just but look I want, at the football I, I, results I, I, or something. But you want the result? Yeah, I want I want some kind of technological thing to come. You know, <laughs> you I could do that kind of... likely lads thing where you try and avoid all the football scores all day, and then you could wee on a stick and watch most of the day. It's not fair. <laughs> I get you. It's fair. It's, I've not <laughs> seen the likely lads. Is that what happens? Yes. <laughs> James Boland wheezes on a massive stick. It's it, oh, it's hilarious. You, yeah. Well, I never. What a place we've took this podcast to. That's that's uh, that's good. That's very good. Well, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about this Wickham game, Dave. I do believe it was was it you on the Twitter who said pod tonight. What should we talk about that isn't football? Yeah, that was me. I just wanted to see uh, you know check in with how our listeners mental states are because I, I i got some very mean replies about a tweet i did which in fairness was quite mean about mark Hughes. so I, I, you know i just want to make sure evan's all right really well i think i do you know what it is funny because i feel like the portrayal of mark hughes as, as stoke manager has definitely flipped in recent 
maybe in the last year, where a lot of people are like, no, he was he was fine, he was brill, he did a lot of good stuff for us. Um, which is accurate. We had some very, very good results under him. We also saw uh, the beginnings of the entire downfall of the club <laughs> under him as well. So they're, they're, not, they're not mutually exclusive. They're really no, not. not. He, but, he did great for a bit. And then if he'd left 18 months earlier than he did, he'd be heralded as one of our best managers, probably. But he didn't. He clung on and spent and then, loads of money on shit. <laughs> and, and here we are. Here we are, finding mm. nothing to say about a 2-0 win over Wickham. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mark Hughes. But you got some interesting replies to that question, Dave. Uh, you said not football-related, but uh, Rocky on Twitter says, can we play Suter at front and at the back at the same time? No. Well, no. it brings unless, me to my he question. he has an alter ego. Or a clone. Dave, <gasps> or a clone. Shame Tom's not here, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, Alex says, "What is the best Mario Kart?" Uh, Mario Kart Wii, because okay. um, you had the steering wheel that you know it. Because you had a little steering wheel, and you could steer the steering wheel. Um, Yeah, what 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 characters would we tend to play as on Mario Kart? I was typically a Bowser kind of chap, but what what's our go-to Mario Kart character? Well, right, here's the thing, and I feel like I need to explain. I I always had a PlayStation, and I didn't, and all my friends had PlayStation, so Mario Kart just did not feature. So, hang on, wait. (laughs) Two, two, hang on. Stace, you had Mario Kart. You had Mario Kart. Who was your go-to character? Um, either... Really tenseless. Wario. Wario? Who was like the yellow... Yeah, I know, I mean, I, we know who Wario is. <laughs> God. Or Yoshi. Wario or Yoshi? There you go. So from a, from a Mario Kart expert... Wario or Yoshi. Um, Two different sides of that. the Mario Kart coin. It really is. It's kind of like the most, light, light side that's and That's the most thought side. through answer we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> you are sorry? Oh, she said, and, and, and an advice for all you new players, don't ever be Toad or Bowser, Dave, but you said you oh. were Bowser. Yeah, but I, I was an experienced pro who knew his way around the track. <laughs> you, 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 you knew all the routes, all the shortcuts and everything. Oh, bless. It's all all good fun. Uh, Stokey Jim wanted us to talk about darts, but I refuse. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. There you go, Jim. <laughs> that piece of music, by the way, always hmm. reminds me, Rotherham United used to have it as their goal music. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, FPL Spaceman wants us to talk about Port Vale. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh it is funny because it yeah. kind of feels like karma for sending a plane over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at least on the wrong day. <laughs> can can we when they get relegated? Can we send a plane over our own ground on the wrong day? <laughs> <laughs> saying even this this 
abortive plane attempt is less shit than you. <laughs> where, Did you see the goal are? they conceded with the defender yeah. and the keeper in the heading? So funny. The keeper who came out on the radio the day before slagging off the recruitment and saying the squad's not very good. And then but I thought they they had the chairwoman who who had a scarf and like everything was going to be fine because <laughs> Robbie was going to invest and um they they were doing something with you know making Port Vale great again and mm-hmm. look at look at how that's gone. Oh. I mean, she seems nice enough, but it's it's not her fault that she's picked a shit team. But they probably couldn't afford a good team, so yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Vale. Uh, Rupert Goff wants to know what's the biggest animal you think you could fight. He thinks he could do a cow, but a horse, not a horse, because they are too clever. Well, first of all, cows are the best animals and the nicest animals. Cows so don't fight are a cow. great. Cows are great. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not fighting a cow for love, not money. Um, I I went for a walk today, and I passed in the street a woman walking a pig. And what? It, it was a Yorkshire. Um, it was a big old porker, uh, sort of furry, black and sort of pinky coloured boy. Um, I don't think I could have fought it. Uh, I think it would have been too ferocious, put under pressure. It looked like it had seen it seen battle. Um, what animal could I fight? I wouldn't fight any birds because birds sort of terrify me. Um, <laughs> a a capybara. I'd have a go at a capybara. You could sort of just kick it like a football over a fence or something. And yeah. that's like a win by default, I suppose. Or a wombat. Take mm. a wombat. Oh, wombats are quite vicious. Mm. I've, I've, I've heard. Like you, you don't. Not, not from experience, like that. No, um, I have seen a pig bite someone's arm though once, and fucking hell, there was some blood about. Jeez, oh there God. was pub in Woodseats up top of Sheffield in posh S8 land. Um, they had a little garden and it had a massive pig in it, and they used to, for lols, feed it a pint of Guinness every so often. And everybody went, oh, very good. And somebody was lolling about, sort of leaning over the fence after it had had its Guinness, and it just went. <laughs> took a big chunk out of his arm and it was like literally squirting blood and ambulance very quickly appeared and I assume he was alright because it wasn't in the paper but it was like I'm not going to mess with a pig Good. well there's your, there's your safety warning isn't there for, for, Don't for the dear listeners drunk. yeah they, they're very violent drinkers jeez that's that is that literally like the most scary thing I've the wow. second or third week after I moved to Sheffield as well and I was like Okay, this is life now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, do you, either of you have anything else you wanna wanna bring to the to the table? Mm. No, good stuff. I mean, it really peaked <sighs> with the COVID with the COVID test, didn't it? Let's be honest. That was the. The highlight yeah. of the time. Was good. There, there was one more question. It was from. Chris it hasn't Denny. been all positivity on this podcast because I've been <laughs> negative. Ah, oh, that was that's the that's the that's story. the banter. <laughs> there was one more uh, tweet from Chris Denham who wanted to know how I had got uh, former U.S. President Barack Obama to follow me on Twitter. Um, it's just one of those is things, he, isn't it? Really? Is he is he a fan of your? Um, your builds that you do, it's it, n- it's no skyline stuff. No, it, I, it's an interesting one, right? Because I'm not actually fully sure 
when he started following my account. But I joined Twitter in 2000 and back end of 2008, 2009. So he's already US president at this point. So in my head, I don't think he's using that account at that point. I think some intern who's had access to that account has followed it because I made reference to the fact that in the end of the hit TV series Gilmore Girls, Rory Gilmore goes off to work on the Obama campaign. Good knowledge. So, so that was the that was the reason I followed him on Twitter. So wow. So you follow? <laughs> wait, you followed Obama on Twitter because he was mentioned on Gilmore Girls. I'm pretty sure he was he was relevant when Twitter started, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's not one of those accounts that. That, yeah, he was president when I started Twitter, but I'm pretty sure that. Um, I mean, so bloody hell, the, the lad, the lad referenced on Gilmore Girls has done well for himself. That's <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't tell Dom. Oh, yeah. That's the only way you knew who he was. Well, Rory Gilmore didn't go and help his campaign, oh. so, so and that's why Barack Obama won, won, because because <laughs> she went and helped. Out, she finished finished school, finished university, and then went and helped on the campaign. Yeah, she went. So no, she go. went to report on it. She didn't go to help. She oh, was, um, did she? She was. Go- she was going to be a journalist. Oh yeah, because she was a journalist. She worked for. The- yes. Oh my. Do forgive but, me, David. But of course, if you've seen uh, Gilmore Girls' Year in the Life, you'll know that the career didn't really take off in the way she'd hoped, mm. and she's had to uh, readapt to uh, kind of life as a millennial. And it's 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 really good stuff. <laughs> Spoilers. Spot. It- <laughs> it's been out for a while. Spoilers for the end of Gilmore Girls. I've been busy. <laughs> I was going to watch it next. Well, you should. You should. And then you can tell us what you think of, I don't know, Luke, who owns the cafe. You can tell us all about it, Tony. Okay? Get on it. Sounds nice. And he owns a coffee, so he's got prospects. I like him already. I think wears... I'm probably just going to watch Dave. Not Dave, Dave. I mean the film <laughs> Dave about the president with Kevin Klein in. It's basically okay. the same, I think. Fair enough. You do that, and we will do something else. And you, dear Shit. listener, can do whatever you want. <laughs> because probably, because that's the type work. of probably. Yeah, Sorry. I am. Or not, or or work from your house, whatever it is you're doing. Who knows? Mm. Right, we've talked nonsense enough. I think it's time to go away. Tony, I'm glad you're well enough to be on the podcast, and I hope you continue to be on the mend. And have a nice week. Thank you very much. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely weekend. I know it's Sunday night. Have a lovely week, everyone. Dave, I hope that all your future COVID tests are as eventful or not eventful as the one you've took today. Uh, Thank you, Chris. I hope your uh, your weeks and all the weeks of our listeners are as up are as uplifting. As when Lorelai gets with Luke at the end of season six of Game <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, loving you the way I do. I know we're going to see it through. Have a nice week. Go on, Stoke. Where you lead, I will follow. I will follow.